As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. I've had enough of this lousy weather, and I've had enough of you. Oh yeah? Sports boy, you're about to eat lightning and crap thunder. (laughs) What the crap, Ed? Live from WHO HD, it's Sound Off with Keith Murphy and John Sears. Featuring Andy Fails with What's Bugging Andy. Now, get ready to sound off. Look like new video of you uh, in the open. What was that uh, cocky, casual look you had? You got a show named after you. You just kind of got a... The show is not named after you. Welcome to Sound Off. We're glad you're with us on this uh, holiday. Hold up, hold up. What did I just watch there with you and Ed? Oh, with me. Uh, It's uh, our, our Kung Fu movie. Our, our first one, Sound Off Productions. Five forecasts to death? <laughs> yes. Five, five forecasts to death. <laughs> it, it's, it's kind of a it looks B like, movie. It's yeah, a low It looks budget. like a rough cut a little bit. But. It's, a, it's a rough cut. <laughs> uh, sound Off at 515-282-9010. Among hot topics, an entire fan base kicked out of a sub-state soccer game Right here in the Metro. That's a new one for me. I have some thoughts in just a few minutes, and you can sound off on anything. Give us a call, 515-282-9010. Nick Nurse, in his first season as an NBA head coach, just led the Raptors to their first NBA Finals. It is enough to leave one agape, even Nurse. But Nick's much more than a meme machine, although this is glorious. He's grit personified. Consider the coaching path Nurse grinded from Carroll to Toronto. 30 years, 16 teams, five countries. Nick played for UNI, then stayed on the bench as a Panther grad assistant. After that, He put a uniform back on and served as player coach for the Derby Storm in Europe. Back to the States. He coached at Grandview University, age 23. Left for South Dakota and then Birmingham. And when I say Birmingham, you're not even sure which Birmingham. For the record, the one in England. Nurse coached 11 seasons in Europe. Manchester, London, Brighton. He'd go anywhere and do anything. Scout, manage, drive the bus, whatever it took. Nurse had one goal, one dream the entire time, NBA. He returned to the United States again and took the Oklahoma job. Oklahoma storm, not Sooners. Then when Nurse couldn't land a G League job, 
He talked Des Moines attorney Jerry Crawford into starting a team so Nurse could coach it. And Nick did right to the title. When Nick left, when Nick left Iowa for Rio Grande Valley, boom, another G League championship, which led to a spot on Toronto's bench. Toronto then fired coach of the year Dwayne Casey to make room for Nurse's combo of genius and genuine. An overnight sensation, 30 years in the making. Now the guy's getting shoulder rubs courtside from Drake. Used to compete against Drake, now backed by Drake. Turned Drake into a fanboy. Nick Nurse is four wins from the title, but he's already won. Set a goal, worked his butt off, never stopped learning. The man has done the impossible. He has thousands of Iowans rooting for the Raptors. Man, that is an awesome story. Everybody rooting here for Nick Nurse, especially from Carroll. All right. The Marshalltown Southeast Polk Substate soccer game was a great match between two teams desperately seeking a spot at state. Bobcats looking for their first berth in 18 years. Rams have never made it. High stakes. Game ends 2-2 after regulation and overtime, so we head to a shootout where every shot could mean the end of the season. It all came down to Polk's final shooter. Need to make it to extend the shootout. The shot is blocked. Celebration ensues as the Bobcats think they're heading to state. But wait, the referee says no. He overturns the save, saying the goalie left his line too early. Can't do that on a penalty kick. The result? A yellow card, which means the Marshalltown goalkeeper now has to leave the game and Southeast Polk gets another shot. Marshalltown fans thought they were robbed, cheated out of a trip to state. Now, this was a gutsy call from the ref because the goalie coming off the line was not egregious. You wouldn't notice it in real time, but by the book, it was the correct call. If you watch the video, the goalie did leave the line a split second early, not by much, small little hop forward and the call was made by two officials not just one because of the situation and how close it was most referees would not have made the call these two did as the center referee is explaining things to the Marshalltown coach Bobcat fans are yelling at the official now I was not at the game but we had a photojournalist on site and I've talked to other sources who say obscenities were yelled for example I'm going to kick your blank and blank. You blank and suck. But sources also told me it was only a handful of fans, which is usually the case. The referee then decides to kick the entire Marshalltown fan base out. Everyone on one side told to leave the stadium. That seemed heavy handed and excessive, especially for the fans who were not causing problems. But let's put the blame where it should be. The handful of fans who can't control their emotions. Fan behavior at sporting events in 2019 can be embarrassing. Youth, high school, college, doesn't matter what the level, many fans are crossing the line. I understand booing or come on, normal jeers, I get it. But in my 15 years of attending games, the line of verbal abuse gets worse every year. It's no wonder there's an officials shortage. But let's get back to the, fo get the focus back to where it should be. A great game with two teams of kids playing their hearts out. In the end, backup Marshalltown goalie Ernesto Tellez made the save of his life to send the Bobcats to state. That should be the focus, the story. Unfortunately, it wasn't. Some nice photos there from the uh, uh, Marshalltown Times, Times Republican. Republican. Yep. Yeah, I appreciate that very much. Um, 
So, John, you, you said the officials deciding to send the entire fan base out mm -hmm. was heavy-handed because those, those folks, those fans did miss incredible drama, yeah. a great sports moment. But what would an alternative be if, if obscenities are flying and there are a few, and we, we stress that, just a, yeah. a few fans who are acting excessively, what would be an option? And my guess is the referee didn't know what fans were yelling. It, so it would be hard to know when it's up, coming from a group of people. You've got a huge sure. fan base, somebody's yelling at you. But I, I have seen uh, referees go to athletic directors and say, look, you've got a couple fans up here yelling obscenities. Here's what you're going to do. You either get those fans, find out who they are, make them leave right now, or your team's forfeiting. I have seen referees put it on athletic directors to make them get the guilty parties, mm -hmm. the, guy, the people yelling. So you're not punishing, not punishing all the actions of a few. And that's what I kind of thought would happen. But I saw the tweets on Saturday about you know, ejecting the entire fan base that seemed a little excessive but I think at the time the referee is thinking I don't know who did it no one's going to probably admit to doing it so we're just going to get everybody out of here and what a save by the backup yeah Marshalltown gets put in there and, and, and sends them to state because uh let's be honest if Marshalltown loses this game the situation is probably a lot worse. It's more controversial. Yeah, more controversial. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And I know there were fans, we've heard from fans on both, both sides, sides had strong opinions mm -hmm. about this. Andrews and Bondurant, Andrew, your thoughts on uh, John's, I think, commentary tonight. Yeah, I've, I've uh, actually, I'm a former or a, a fellow official, and I have firsthand uh, talked with the official that uh, made the decision to. Uh, eject the entire fan base. Okay, give us uh, um, what you think is the rationale for that. Well, from his standpoint, he had no idea which fans, like you were saying, which fans they were, and it was a few fans. Um, and it was there were actually, from what I understand, death threats being thrown out there, and to make it easy for the athletic director. They just dismissed the entire fan base. He took the action he thought mm -hmm. was the best option. Correct. Okay, thank you yeah, and, uh, and for your that, point of view. And at that time, he's probably thinking, what's the easiest thing to do to settle this right now? And, and the main thing they want to do is, is let the kids play the game and finish the game. Yeah, and, and, and they're only about two or three minutes from finishing. Wow. Because, what a, what an because the call scenario. was made, so Southeast Polk had to take another shot to get, keep the match going. And then it was basically sudden death shootout after that. You make one, we make one, you make yep. one. So you only, you only had a couple minutes left, but you had about a 15-minute break there where they had to get all the fans kind of outside the stadium. And they all kind of – they didn't quite fully leave the stadium. They were kind of on the back wall. Mm -hmm. If you've been to Southeast Polk's football field, way back, so they kind of looking through the fence a little bit. I think this will probably end up getting some national attention somewhere because it's I've never it's seen it before where the entire an fan base has been kicked out. Yeah. Situation. Time for lookalikes with a local connection. Tiny Rough Judges, J.S. from Johnston. Oh, this is a terrible one. It says, I look like uh, John McEnroe. I don't it looks see pretty the, good to me. I don't see the resemblance at all. Tiny Ref? Oh, yeah. That's a dead, uh, that's a ringer right uh, there. Uh, uh, it's it's uh, put, put Tiny Ref in the penalty box, I guess. <laughs> uh, Dan from Ankeny says, Raptors coach and pride of Carroll, Nick Nurse, looks like fire Jets GM Mike McCagnan? McCagnan, right? McCagnan, I believe. Mike yeah. McCagnan, I think it is. Uh, Tiny Rev, is this a lookalike? Mm, not yeah, a fan. No, sorry, that didn't happen. You know, with this weather, it's easy to forget that it's the last week of May. And that's ironic, seeing as how tomorrow is Memorial Day. Coming up next in What's Bugging Andy, let's remember a few other things that 
you'd rather forget. Time for another game of knockout. One has to go. Which local iHeart radio station do you knock out? Ooh, look at this. 1040 WHO. 1460 KXNL. No, yeah, I've no. heard there's some questionable hosts on that show. Don't do it. 100.3 The Bus or 107.5 KISS FM. Which one is out? All right. We'll find out in just a moment. Uh, Memorial Day is a time for reflection. For Andy, it's time for looking back and forward. It's Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Day was created to remember those who fought and died in the Civil War, but it's a good time to remember lots of things. Now, we remember the Americans who died fighting in our many wars. Of course, that's Memorial Day, but you know, it's also a good day to remember other stuff, like uh, despite the fact that the Warriors have been sitting there twiddling their thumbs since last Monday, the NBA Finals don't start until Thursday and then won't potentially end until the middle of June. I mean, the NBA playoffs last longer than the Alliance of American Football was in existence. On Memorial Day, we remember that summer is just around the corner. It's also a time to remember that so is Christmas, and given the crappy weather we've had this year, I'm beginning to wonder whether Christmas might actually get here before something that actually resembles summer does. Memorial Day is a good time to remember that boating season is here. And remember that many of us have already had enough of boats and water and really everything else where you get wet. And Memorial Day is a good time to remember one of the great American races, right? The Indy 500. And then you remember you'd completely forgotten that. Time to remember that the Indy 500 used to be one of the most unforgettable events in American sports, and now it's more like one of those old-time baseball games at Living History Farms where even the parents look out at the action and say, what is this again? Yes, Memorial Day. So much to remember, the good stuff and the rest of it. I'm Andy Fails, and that's what's bugging me. Andy, thank you. A special Memorial Day, who's in your five? Next on Sound Off, live calls coming up too. Twitter, it's at Sound Off 13. Local media mogul Chris Williams tweets, Best sports day of the year. Okay, so let's see. There was no NHL, no NBA basketball, no football. There was racing, but I think the most important thing to note here is Chris drinks on weekends. <laughs> There's the answer. Okay. All right. Uh, Nick Souza writes about the upcoming NBA Finals. I'd usually say Steve Kerr purely based on his Chicago Bulls days, but he's won enough. I'm all on board with my fellow Iowan and Nick. Go Raptors, obviously picking who he wants to win the NBA Finals. Who's in your five in honor of Memorial Day? Athletes who died serving their country. There were many. Here's five notables. Number five, Hobie Baker, first American hockey star. Also played football at Princeton. Enlisted and became a captain in the Air Corps. Died serving uh, America hours before he was to leave France. The NCAA honors his memory with an annual award for its best player. I've heard of Hobie Baker Award. Yeah. Bob Kelsey Sr. at four. All-American lineman at Oklahoma, played for the Buffalo Bills, died in Vietnam. Number three, Charlie Paddock, 
1920 gold medalist in the 100 meters featured in Chariots mm. of Fire. Uh, Marine Corps captain died in World War II in a plane crash. He was 42. Number two, Pat Tillman. Yep. After 9-11, left a multi-million dollar NFL deal to join the Army Rangers. Two weeks after arriving in Afghanistan, Tillman was killed by friendly fire. He was 27. Yep. And number one, Niall Kinnock. Heisman, Most of us know this one, yeah. Yeah, Heisman Trophy at Iowa, left law school for the Naval Air Reserve, uh, active before Pearl Harbor, died June 2nd, 1943 during a training mission, a uh, plane crash. He was just 24 years old. Of course, Kinnick Stadium is named after 24. You, you forget how young he was. Yeah, that's, would, that's not you, old You think at everything all. he did in his life and then to die at 24. Yeah. A lot of people thought he was headed for great things. Yeah. Uh, Teresa in Des Moines with another thought on this uh, soccer game between Marshalltown and Southeast Polk. Teresa, go ahead. Hello, uh, darlings. Um, I've called in a couple of times. Can you hear me okay? Yep. Yeah, we can. Okay, last time you couldn't. I'm going to keep my, my microphone a little bit away. Can you hear me? Yeah, that, that sounds good right there. Yep. All right. Um, yes. A, I agree. And thank you guys very much. Uh, I used to be a, um, uh, an umpire. And the soccer game, you had two guys uh, uh, reviewing the goal. Yes this exactly and th i think that sets precedence on fan behavior so you you like it you think it'll make fans think twice before I shouting obscenities yes i think we should have good fan behavior i grew up in a time of john McEnroe, and i was the first girl on my high school tennis team in desoto kansas and my mother told me if i ever showed bad behavior She'd come out and pull me by the ear and take me off the mound. I used to be a pitcher. I, I, I love I, what you guys yeah. do, and I, 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 I appreciate what the officials did tonight in Marshalltown. All thank right, you, thank, boys. Yep, thank you. Yeah, I, there, are, uh, there are parents out there that, that would pull their kids off the field, but the, in this case, the problem was not the kids. No, and, and from, actually from reports we've heard from both sides, the kids were great. Yeah, there was kids. no problem on the field. Young uh, men. Bo you know, both teams congratulated each other. It was a great game. It's, and we see that a lot yep. now in sports. Parents sometimes can be the bigger problem than what's going on on the field. Yep. Uh, uh, great game yeah. from Southeast Polk and Marshalltown. And uh, most of the fans acted right, and it sounds like the kids acted right. National Player of the Year Megan Gustafson not drafted until the second round and then cut right before the season starts. What is what? going on? Uh, that's part of Face Off next. Knockout local iHeart radio stations. One had to go. And the one is KISS 107.5. Sorry, KISS, over 50% of the vote. 9% for KXNO. Did you vote, yeah. John? They must not like some of the hosts on that show. I don't know. All right. Time to bounce around some more topics. We call it Face Off. Former Hawkeye Megan Gustafson, the National Player of the Year, 
was cut this week by the Dallas Wings of the WNBA. Surprising to most, Gustafson is a great player, but many times college styles don't fit in the pros. She'll get another shot with someone else. She should. A WNBA scout told me Gustafson's back-to-the-basket game just doesn't fit what the pros are doing these mm -hmm. days. The scout said Gustafson's also hurt by relative lack of quickness and height. I mean, she's 6'4", but many of those women are 6'11", 6'9", 6'8". None of this diminishes what a great college player Megan was yep. and by all accounts a great person. Yep. Minnesota football head coach P.J. Flex spoke out this week about recruiting. Flex said players decommitting is a reflection of a commitment problem in society. Three gopher commits or three gopher decommits recently. Fleck is right, but it's also hard to feel bad for him when coaches can up and leave recruits whenever. Yeah, a total lack of self-awareness here by Fleck. This guy bolted on his Western Michigan contract with several mm -hmm. years remaining and took players with him to Minnesota. To paraphrase Doc Holliday, it would seem PJ's hypocrisy knows no <laughs> bounds. University of St. Thomas out of Minnesota is too good. Too good. The MEAC Conference voted to kick the Tommies out, citing competitive parity as the primary concern. Basically, St. Thomas was winning in everything, and the other schools were mad. Sounds like those other schools need to toughen up. Uh, there is an enrollment size issue mm -hmm. in this discussion, but overall, yes, this sends the opposite message we teach kids, right? If you can't beat them, quit or kick them out. That's we're weak, done. That's weak sauce, Miak. At a recent Milwaukee Bucks game, Packers O-lineman David Bakhtiari had a chugging contest with quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Let's just say it wasn't close. I would have liked a little more effort from Rodgers, but this was an all-time mismatch. I, I feel for Rodgers mm -hmm. here. John, I'm willing to say it right here, right now on live local television. I can't chug beer. How embarrassing for you. No wonder I'm Mr. Sound Off. Over under. Overrated, Nick Nurse getting a shoulder massage from Drake. <laughs> Underrated, Nick Nurse playing against Drake University. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's, that's good. Hey, Jeff's been waiting here for a while. He's uh, Jeff in Pella, and uh, I think he wants to talk about twins, baseball. Did we, are we not going to hear from Tiny Raft tonight? Is he off for the weekend? Oh, oh. here he is now. Shut oh, your pie hole. One minute left now. Here we go. And just like Probably that, better um, that we didn't yep, hear from I, him. That was my fault. Uh, uh, Jeff, your thoughts on the Twins? Caesar talking about the Royals for a long time now. And so finally, I got my Twins on the winning ways. That is pretty good. All right, go Twins. Uh, so that's kind of the message there. You picked that out of there? Yeah, I go, go twins. twins. Reminder: this, I didn't pick uh, that out of there. Memorial Day holiday. Don't forget to drink responsibly. And uh, salute hey, Eagle, Eagle Cam. Is he looking at us? It's yes. Memorial Day, John. Look at that majestic oh. symbol of freedom. Looking right Did you at see us. him? He just he just nodded he's at watching us. Watching the show. Sign of I think he's smiling. He yeah. He's smiling. There he is. Give a little smile for the camera. God Memorial bless Day. the Eagle Cam and God bless the USA. Look at that. God bless Is Soundoff. Is John Sears Mr. Soundoff? <laughs> That'll do it that's for a, us. That's a joke. We're back Where'd you find week. that eagle? That's not American. I hope you are too. We leave you with these Soundoff send-off. It's outtakes from the often overlooked Kung Fu classic, Five Forecasts of Death. You know where this one's coming from. <laughs>
<laughs> the surprise attack is not part of this. Oh yeah, sports boy, you're about to eat lightning and crap thunder. <laughs> what the crap, Ed? <laughs> Damn good catch, too. That's good. Okay. Oh, we got there. I'm trying to hold it together. You're going to turn. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence.